0: Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind I am worldly 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 Kaya FM 95.9 On this day in 1996 it's the 3rd of February the question is what was Eric Tinkler doing I think they still had Lion Lager those days. It's the home straight, Kai FM 95.9. Talking about the Netbank Cup, but this was a day. This was a day. I remember I was seated in extra strong there, burning in the sun. And we had to drive all the way back to Springs because we had gone to the old FNB stadium to watch the Africa Cup of Nations final. The envy of all our friends because we got to watch it. And on the way back, we were hanging out of windows as the, as, uh, oh, Dermot was hitting the hooter, and we're dancing in the streets. Ah, imagine experiencing that from in the pitch. Well, one man who was there, he's now a coach. It's so long ago. Can you imagine? 24 years, man, how the time flies. Coach Eric Tinkler, thank you for your time.
1: Good evening, and good evening to your listeners.
0: Good evening. Uh, what were you doing on this day 24 years ago at this time? At this time? We know what happened in the hours before that, but now, were you still in the change room?
1: No, I think we were already out partying, all of us. <laughs> 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 but I can remember we were all out partying. But I didn't really party too much because I had a flight to catch the next morning back to Portugal. Because at the time I was playing in Portugal, and obviously in during that time, the the, the African Nations Cup was during the league, and and the club wanted me back as soon as possible, so I had to go back to my club duties. So there wasn't much time to
0: celebrate we talk about school sports a lot on this show here and I wonder what how Eric Tinkler's own football journey because now we of course we focus on you as a coach but where did you come up playing for you to end up in the right place at the right time that when things changed in South Africa you were able to then get a professional contract and go overseas yeah you see I was
1: listening a little bit to the conversation that you were having now with Jerry and I think back, obviously, in my time, things were slightly different. There was no real uh, football in in school. We we played football in primary school, mm-hmm. in the English schools. And obviously, that's where I, play, I played football, was for the, the, the school in primary school. But I, I played for a club. And I played for a club called Florida Albion at the time. Mm-hmm. Because once you got to high school, back in... <laughs> the, 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 the early 80s, that's what I'm referring to. Uh, all of a sudden, the English schools, football was no longer a sport, it was now rugby. Mm-hmm. And you were forced into playing rugby at, at school. So if you wanted to play football, you needed to be playing for for club. And, you know, the, the leagues that we used to have in those days were extremely competitive.
0: Uh, the amateur and, leagues you're talking about now, yeah. Yeah,
1: the amateur football leagues and the clubs that existed, you know, that's and uh, Rambeg and Claudio Albion and Balfour and yes. there were so many very good junior football clubs and that's where a lot of the, you know, a lot of us came from, from, from those junior football clubs, Robert Sham.
0: Yes, uh, Robert Sham in, in the, the south. south, yeah, there are lots yeah, of strong okay. teams in the South, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, and I was hearing about then you had the tournaments, we used to come down to Durban and and come and play here in Durban against a number of teams. And you know, I've been living here now for a year and majority of those junior football clubs don't exist anymore. And that's that's very, very sad because it tells me that, you know, there hasn't been anything really done when it comes to, to youth development, especially uh, support when it comes to those junior football clubs. I understand the logic around going to the schools, but because that's always being uh, our crickets and our rugby, but I think we had a lot of infrastructure, especially with junior football clubs, down here in KwaZulu-Natal, down in the Cape, up uh, in Gauteng, a lot of fantastic junior football clubs with fantastic uh, facilities, and all of them have just vanished and disappeared. My yeah. club that I played for is a junior, Maraday Albion, I was there a couple of years ago and to see the state of it was actually such a shame and such a waste. You know, such a great facility and I think the idea of going to schools, yeah, it does make sense but a majority of the schools don't have the facilities. That's what I've, I've I've noticed is that they don't have the facilities to cater for the
0: football. You know, you remind me, Coach, of um, the Chappies Little League and they would often curtain raise for the NSL games then and I remember in the East Rand, there was a big club there called um, 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 Old Benz. Old Benz, yeah. yeah. and Old Benz produced many a player. In fact, I think Rowan Fernandes and his younger brother, Darren, played for that team. Um, and they used to open a lot for Kaiser Chiefs. Um, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, not quite the same that it was before. But do you think maybe that academies have taken up the space that all these very strong junior football clubs used to occupy?
1: No, I don't. To be pretty honest, you know, I I ran an academy at Wits when when I started the academy at, at Bidvest Wits, mm-hmm. and a lot of the players that I was sourcing was coming from those junior football clubs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I opened that academy in two thousand and eight, uh, and in two thousand and eight, Bidvest Wits we didn't have a single player in any age group national team, not not one, not from the senior team down to the under-17s, and within three years, uh, just by creating a relationship with uh, 10 of those junior football clubs within Gauteng, we had 23 national team players Wow! uh, in all the different age groups, you know, and the pity what you see now is, you know, obviously the the academy of is not what it used to be then and we understand the funding behind it that's the, the biggest issue that you have when it comes to youth development and I think that's why obviously the School of Excellence also
0: mm, suffering uh,
1: came and went the funding mm. because it, it's it's an expensive uh, project to take on and you're not getting immediate return. you're gonna get returns. you're going to get long term returns and we saw that you know in, in, in a three year period eventually we had 23 young players playing obviously the in all the various age groups for the, for the national team and unfortunately, we live in a world now where the expectation is
0: we want now and not later. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that is the way of the world. Talking to Eric Tinkler here about, uh, well, we, now we're talking about youth development. We will touch on Maritsburg United, but it's just uh, so interesting to pick his brain on why th- things are the way they are. Do you have a view? On, I had Gavin Hunt here, what, three weeks ago at the at, uh, at, at the end of 2019 and in the first week of 2020. Why aren't we getting that many white players in professional football as we were back then? There were always strong clubs like Hellenic, the East Rand here in Gauteng, the South. Uh, we had uh, Arcadia Shepherds out there in the North where uh, 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 players like Mark Fish came through. But it seems as though, is football not attractive? I mean, do you have a view or...
1: Oh, 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 oh. I do have yeah. I, do, I, do, I, do have I think there are a number of very, very talented young footballers that I saw. Uh, like I said during during my years at that, Betsworth, that, I saw a lot of very young, talented white kids. And the harsh reality is when we talk about the academy environments uh, that you do have, I think one of the biggest detriments we find is the schooling, the education. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: and I think that's where it's probably been
0: the um, parents where, say no yeah I hear you
1: where where parents are now reluctant to allow their kids to go to these academy academies because the the schooling is is, is not really taken care of and and a, a lot of these young kids uh, not only are talented footballer like me I was talented at football I was talented at cricket I was talented at baseball I could play rugby I was so a lot of these kids end up taking these scholarships going to to school for the the parents is always uh, the primary factor, and yeah. I think we lose a lot of kids due to that. You know, I think what, in my humble opinion, I think what what should be taking place is when we do discover a young talent uh, that has that capability, that the education is taken care of, whether it's through soccer or whether it's through the the football clubs, and that that education is looked after. And I think. Once we can do that, then I think there might be more interest of 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 people wanting their kids to to follow the the path of football. I think obviously there's also uh, ignorance, mm. agree, from the white population, not understanding that uh, currently probably being a professional footballer, you you will earn a lot more money than if you were playing. Uh, I'm not saying obviously for the box, but if you were playing yeah. for one of the franchises like the, you know, the, the Lions or or the Stormers, uh, I think some of the footballers earn more money than than what the rugby players do, and I don't, I don't think a lot of the. The white families
0: actually are aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Talking to Eric Tinkler here on KFM95.9. Interesting thoughts here on South African football. As uh, we look back 24 years on this day, he says he was uh, getting ready to catch a flight. going to get an early night, of course. This was the day where Mark Williams scored, coming off the bench, and Bafana Bafana beat Tunisia by two goals to nil to win the Africa Cup of Nations. That class of 96 has all gone on, many of whom are doing their business and that includes Eric Tinkler. He takes on uh, Stellenbosch. She's in charge of Maritzburg United in the NetBank Cup. Now, after saving the team from relegation, they find themselves nicely positioned, sixth on the log. And there's something in the water there on a Friday night because they are simply unbeatable. You must be happy to be facing Stellenbosch on a Friday night in the NetBank Cup then.
1: Yeah, the only problem is It's not at home It's
0: away Oh yes, it's away <laughs> But you've still got The Friday magic though. I, I mean, guess Friday night, and, uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think What's important Obviously Is we want to keep That winning mentality Going And uh, We want to Obviously Go there And try and See if we can get A result against them And move on Into the next leg Of the of the cup You know We've tasted a certain Bit of success This season Getting to the telecom final And unfortunately Losing to Mamelody Sanas so I think it would be an absolutely phenomenal achievement if we could go as far as possible in the Nedbank Cup, and and you know a club like Maritzburg I think prior to the Telkom it was only the MTN Eight Final, and that was the first time the club had ever been in a final, and you know I think it's a club that 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 deserves to to collect the trophy, the the years of uh, that they've been in the, the you know the Premiership. Uh, Kadodia, the chairman, mm. has been in the game for so so long, yeah. and, and I think you know he's an extremely passionate man. Loves his football club, uh, and I think the man, you know, what he's given to this football club, I think he does deserve something back. So, you know, if we could do that, that would be absolutely fantastic. But we'll take it game by game, and it's not going to be easy. You know, all these games are very very difficult. But like I said to the players, cup competitions are a lot easier than leagues because it's five, six games and you're in a final, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you apply yourself correctly, anybody's beatable in this league on the day. And if you apply yourself correctly, you, you can find yourself uh, in the hat, in the draw for, for the next round. And when you look again, maybe you're there in the final. So, you know, that will be our target and our objective.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Coach. Uh, we are out of time here on KFM95.9. As always, thank you for your time. And uh, what's it? You've you got to be approaching 25 years of marriage? Is it this year? Mm,
1: it's longer than 25, unfortunately. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought last time you said I'm 23. my age now.
0: <laughs> okay, so happy 30 years very soon, huh? Thank you very much. Yeah, something <laughs> special. Thank you. That's Coach Eric Tinker. Uh, he has been married for a long time. He told us last time. Ah, interesting conversation. And I love his thoughts about junior football. Good luck to them in the NetBank Cup. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za
1: for more.